You're listening to The Watchers, the show where two women from opposite ends of New Jersey watch TV about New Jersey. We're watching Yellow Jackets. We are. Season one. That's right. Episode four today. Bear down. Bear down. Whole time. Was watching this. Yeah. Was waiting for a bear. You forgot about the part where he's trying to shit? Well, I forgot. The first scene. That, yeah. No, I think I thought there were two <laughs> things. That it was a double well, it, was it like, could be re- more than that. I mean, like, so anyway, I'm Jody. I'm Andrea. The show is often so literal with titles mm-hmm. like Friends, Romans, Countrymen, Let Me Your Ears. Yes. Um, and then they <laughs> eat an ear. Right. So I thought it was like a double thing that like bear down and then they were going to hunt a bear and the well, bear would go down. So I thought about this. And so we have the obvious, which is him trying to take a shit in the beginning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then it also could be foreshadowing because you think about the fact that later in the season, a bear literally kneels down in front of Lottie. Right, right. Totally. And Shauna... I think that's what I was conflating, right. the deer being killed and the bear that. Mm-hmm. And Shauna has to give birth later, mm-hmm. which is also when you hear the phrase bear down. Bear so down. It literally is like three things at once. But in this episode, mm-hmm. it's Coach Ben trying to poop. That scene is so upsetting. I know. You've been waiting. Yeah, we finally got my uh, my favorite needle drop, I think, of this first season uh, when Jane's Addiction's Mountain Song plays as they're crashing. It's just so perfect. It's so perfect. To the point where I keep thinking it had happened previously. Right, yeah. I don't know that I can commit to a favorite needle drop, but. Yeah, that's why I hesitated. I don't think there mm-hmm. is a favorite favorite, but this is like top, top tier, top tier needle drop. It's very good. Yeah, it's great. Um, so I think that we decided for this episode, we're going to, um, we've been going back and forth between like, do we do timelines 96 and 2021, or do we integrate it the way the show has? And this one, it's so intertwined, especially with the Nat stuff that I think we have to just go in the order the episode went. That feels right to me. Yeah, because Nat's literally in two timelines at once at one point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she's watching herself. So, yeah. Yeah, we're getting a lot of past coming up in the present stuff in this episode. Yeah, we we start off real strong with that mm-hmm. re- rehash of the moment of the crash from Nat's perspective mm-hmm. where she sees uh, her dad with half a face sitting next to her. So gross. So like horror movie he says we're almost there it's been waiting for us we're really starting to set the uh question of how much like agency does the wilderness have yes yeah exactly i think this is like one of those things people grabbed onto um also later in this episode with the plane when lottie says it doesn't want him to leave exactly the little plane um yeah this is we're starting to give quote unquote the wilderness more power Mm-hmm. Um, as we as we go through the new, or excuse me, as we go through the uh, season one episodes, exactly. Yeah, um, her dad says he she already has blood on her hands, and I think that at the beginning we're we're meant to think that she killed her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she wakes up and it was a dream, and Lottie <laughs> is already awake. It is so frightening to see somebody just sitting up like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, well, I also noticed this time it's kind of reminiscent of, I think when we first see Lottie in season two, she's standing with her back to her followers, mm-hmm. like looking out at the yeah. mountains. And it's very, she's very still in that same way. Totally. Just sort of focused on the distance. Yeah. 
she says, I think bad things happened here. Mm. Which hopefully we'll fucking find out. Where's the cabin episode? Give us, give us our, we need a little something. I know. 2025 is really far away. Can we please have our cabin episode? My, sadly, my guess is that it probably, because this gap is going to be so long, Mm -hmm. my bet or guess is that it will actually be a lot closer to season two. I think so too. Because they don't want us to, people are going to forget about it except for us because we're obsessed. Yeah. Um. But then it'll be a way to drum yeah, stuff back up. Exactly. Yeah. They'll use it to drum up excitement for season three. Um, but I do but need it. I want to know what happened. What mm-hmm. bad things, Lottie? Mm-hmm. Tell us. Yeah. Um, and I think Lottie is obviously imagining the skeleton that was up in the attic that they've since buried. And Nat says, it's okay. They buried him. But he seems yeah, that skeleton seemed to have died pretty peacefully. He's just mouth open like he was screaming, though. Oh, I just assume that's what happens when you die. It probably does. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Actually, I think it's the opposite. Oh. Right. Doesn't your stuff get tighter? Oh, I don't want to find out. Uh. (laughs) Like, I don't want to know. I'm not looking it up. Uh, Um, um, But yeah, he had his mouth open like he was screaming. And whether that's like for effect or we're supposed to think something horrible happened. um, Yeah, it does not. I guess that does peacefully kind of parallel. Or maybe not parallel, but similar to when we see Laura Lee at Travis's mm. death later mm-hmm. and her face gets all gray and stony. Yeah. And her there's, mouth is open and yeah, yeah. gross. Very, very scary. That was one of my least favorite scenes. Yeah. Not, not great. We, the next thing we see is um, adult Nat driving her car and talking to Misty, but she's also listening to Mountain Song, which mm-hmm. is a nice little jump back and Tie. forth with the music. Uh-huh. Um, but this is one of my this is one of our like comedic uh, breaks where Misty is like looking at a website called what to and not to say to someone grieving a suicide. Uh, you know what? At least she knows to seek yeah. outside assistance for something she's not actually qualified. Someone to handle. tell me what empathy sounds like. Exactly. Yes. yes. How would a human respond? <laughs> yeah. She's also, I'm looking back at my notes when, from when I first rewatched season one as we do this, mm-hmm. and the things I thought were super important are interesting to me now. So she's wearing, her scrubs have owls on them, which I was like, what does that mean? This is so lost. This is such a lost watcher looking for symbols. I know, and, but. Yeah, but they really set us up for that. I know, but before we started today, we were talking about Javi's drawings. It's not an owl, it's a bird, but like, mm-hmm. you know. It's a Fat little starling in a dunce cap. There, it's not wearing a hat. Um, they are asking us to do this, though. So Yeah, totally. Yeah. She also has a little uh, postcard for the dupe of My Favorite Murder, the Monday Morning Murder Show. Hottie. Her favorite podcast. Uh-huh. I'm obsessed with Citizen Detective True Crime Obsessed, Misty. It's so funny. It's great. This is where she says they should get together and throw a few pins on the old cork board. I have one. Oh, God. Yeah. It's we can use r- yours if you want to. <laughs> it's just the assumption that everybody yeah. has a cork board. Yeah. I, Nat is so stubbornly refusing to entertain. It's, it really is sad. Like, because Misty says, was it wasn't your fault? And that's like, why the fuck would Travis's murder be my fault? Yeah. Like, yeah. I know. I, watching this episode that was so heavily focused on Nat, I feel like adult Nat, I kind of get why. There was all this stuff in the press about how 
Juliette Lewis was like not thrilled with the direction her character took in season one. And Mm -hmm. we've kind of talked about that in the past, but this episode in particular, I just felt like she was so, what is the, like fully traumatized, like not her whole personality in this episode to me feels like trauma. Like, yeah. The way she treats Kevin a little later is upsetting. Like, yeah, it's all, it's, she's tough to watch in this episode. Yeah. It really, like, there's not a lot of sort of redeeming, like, life left in her. It comes, mm-hmm. we get more of it later, thankfully. Like, she does have mm-hmm. some other moments where she's a bit more, has a bit more to her than just, like, being a destroyed person. Right. But I do think we see, I can see rewatching this, why Julia Lewis was like, yeah, uh, is there more to her than this? Because, right. God... It's really interesting to see how, because they all went through the same similar stuff out there together. Mm-hmm. And obviously it was worse for some people than others. Mm-hmm. But for example, Shauna's best friend, who she's arguably in love with, mm-hmm. died. And then she spent two months chatting with her. And then they ate <laughs> and they her. Ate her. Yeah. And then she had a baby that she didn't think died, that she thought her friends ate And then it turned out the baby really did die. And then she came home. And now in the same episode where Nat is so haunted Mm -hmm. and just so deep in her trauma, Shauna is playing mini golf and like free diving with a hot stranger. And I know that's like they're both processing and dealing with and handling their trauma in different ways. Yeah. But it's just it's so just to see that stuff kind of held up next to each other is really interesting. Well, and I can also see I know I'm jumping ahead there. No, no, but but I think it's important because when we're talking about Juliet Lewis and her character being just like Mm -hmm. a, you know, kind of trauma porn situation. Like if you compare it to the way the other people are dealing with it, like they are also processing it badly, mm-hmm. but they have a bit more agency. Like Nat yeah. feels like she's com- fully at the mercy of her trauma while the others yes. are like, even if they actually are fully at the mercy of their trauma, they have sort of more agency in their daily lives, mm-hmm. you know? So, and I also think exactly. we see this, we'll, we're not there yet, but when we get to um, Nat going home to see her mom, I had thoughts about the home situation this time that didn't really occur to me last time. But let's mm-hmm. uh, let's go to your favorite awkward scene. Least favorite. Yeah. Ben can't poop. I mean, they've barely eaten. So. Misty will not shut up. Nope. So that's probably part of it. Why is he? Why is she even there? That's what I was thinking. He's getting around. He can hobble. Like he, you don't need help necessarily like he could mm-hmm. hold on to the tree just as much as he's holding on to her yeah it is she you th- that tells me that she was like no i'm coming with you to help mm-hmm. you because you need help i'm your helper i'm gonna help you right. do this like i'm gonna yeah. help you do everything because this is misery and i am kathy bates and so accurate yeah and one of her forms of torture is singing it's they had to have in the writer's room tried out a few different songs yeah i know i was thinking about like so breakfast at tiffany's is such a specific moment Mm -hmm. in like in like radio pop alternative rock i guess like it's so specific to that time period 
because like 1995 96 is when that came out mm-hmm. and this is obviously 96 i think it came out in 95 um but i remember the stronghold this type of music had on the radio and like it was the lowest common denominator for radio music at the time like it was on every station because this was when i was yeah oh yeah going to college in jersey um and commuting to montclair and like yeah this was this shit was on the radio constantly yeah it's a song that i mean no shade to hooting the blowfish but this could have been hooting the blowfish interesting i would say it's no shade to either deep blue something or hootie and the blowfish sure what about roll to me you gonna talk about delamitri you gonna talk delamitri to me yeah also sister hazel all for you there's so many that it could have been that's exactly what i'm talking about is that Uh specific genre oh boys to men oh imagine her singing i'll make love to you sorry (laughs) that's what i mean like they really had to decide how on the nose to get and which particular nose to get on and and they went kind of subtle like breakfast at tiffany's yeah okay wait i'm looking at the hot 100 billboard charts from from 1995 oh my god uh this is like the i think this is january 95 uh i was nine shut up uh i'm the only one melissa etheridge oh man that would have been intense yeah, Hootie and the Blowfish, hold my hand. Oh, that would have been really on the nose. See, that's what I mean. Like, they tried it out in the room. Yeah, but that specific genre of 90s music, I can see. Like, like Nat's very associated with bands like Jane's Addiction, Dinosaur Jr., mm. Nirvana. The music that they've sort of attached to these characters is really pretty dead on. It does sort of make sense for Misty that the music she would be listening to is what she thinks is the most popular. Like, absolutely, this is what people like. Yes, exactly. Yeah, she's constantly trying to figure out what people like mm-hmm. and what people do. Mm-hmm. So, whew, okay, little music detour. Uh, so Ben's trying to poop. She's singing Breakfast at Tiffany's. And then we get the next scene with uh, Travis playing with the gun. Mm-hmm. Which I thought this was interesting because um, watching it this time around, it felt like really obvious that this was Ben's kind of last grasp at authority Mm -hmm. when he was like, we are going to treat this like a serious thing and blah, 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 and like was was kind of taking charge and people were still listening to him at this point. Mm -hmm. It is his his arc is really something to to watch i really hope he's still alive in 2021 somewhere and we get like a reveal well we see him in that cult scene he's sitting down he's the guy with the big beard you can't see like it's fact and it's not fact um mari looks kind of excited here yeah she's just always looking for a shake-up i think i think that what i'm realizing is that uh, i think it's what's her name alexis barajas something like that Mm -hmm. i should know this um the the actress that plays mari I think we didn't notice her a lot in season one, but she's actually doing some really like good and interesting background acting. Yeah. That is there's laying more, a lot of groundwork. There's more Akila and Mari than I remembered in hindsight when we were watching season two. Mm-hmm. Like, I think when we were watching season two, we were like, oh, they brought these two red shirts who we thought were going to be red shirts from season one out to do more in season two. But they were always kind of around. And And Mari was like... Like, the actress that plays Mari, I she should probably didn't know that she was going to get a bigger role in season two, but she was making sure that if she did, her choices in season one made sense later on. Like, she really was 
paying attention to what she needed to be her expressions all of that like have Mm -hmm. purpose in the scenes where she's barely like acknowledged It, it makes me think maybe they did have a little more in mind for them i don't know i don't know yeah i mean I think, you know, in our early speculation when everybody was like, who's pick girl? Who's pick girl? This is the most important question. Who's pick girl? Like she has dark hair. She could be Mari. Like, and people still think she could be Mari and there's been nothing to tell us that she isn't. And so maybe if we're following your logic of like, maybe she knew that she was going to be around for a while, Mm -hmm. that could be why. Yeah. And I only, my only reasoning for thinking Mari is still alive in the present is metatextual. It's there's that we, we talked about it back in our coverage of season two toward the end. I think there's an, like a not article, but there's like a piece in, there was a piece in some magazine that was like uh yellow jacket superlatives, like voted mm-hmm. most likely. Yes. And it was before it was between season one and season two that it was published, but everything was a hint for season two that was right. really on the nose. Yes. And the one from Mari was like most likely to contact you on Facebook for a, you yep. know, whatever, which yeah. implies that she's still around. And I right. know that it doesn't mean that necessarily, but the rest of them were so, so specific and yeah. have come true. Yeah. No, I forgot about that, but that's true. And we have so we'll heard see. nothing of Marion in the present. Um, it's also possible they've had all this time now between seasons two and three. Like, even if that had been the plan between season one and two. It could have changed. It could have changed. Yeah. So we, we really can't count on anything at this point. Well, and it's like there's certain people. There's a little handful of people that were important in 1996 that we don't know what happened to them yet. Mm-hmm. You know, most people we know, they're either alive, they're dead, they just died, like, but right. Ben, got... Mari, Akila, those are the big three that come to my mind. We don't know what happened to them yet, and if they're still around. Mm-hmm. I think we're we're kind of a little bit meant to assume that if we haven't seen them yet, they're dead, but we know that that doesn't mean that at all. Right, um, right. You know, the the epic end of season one, who the fuck is Lottie Matthews moment. Like, so that could good. happen with any of the others, too. Yeah, exactly. So. I can't wait for the show to be over. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I just want to know. I know. So, yeah. Anyway, they're, they're, Travis is being a stupid teenage boy with a gun, being really irresponsible. And uh, Ben says they're it's a dangerous weapon, but yeah, they need to hunt and someone has to learn to use it. And the camera pans right to Nat. Right. And that's our jump to sort of the multiple timelines in one scene. Man, it bums me out. Yeah. Matt and her mom, you said you had, you noticed some things or had some thoughts about this scene. So I think that, and I'm not going to say that this is like all from my brain, but of course I did, I did go back to uh, the well that is Reddit for some takes mm-hmm. because I, I wasn't sure how I felt about this whole section and i think someone had mentioned how it felt a little easy or a little pat that like of course nat has abusive father alcoholic Mm -hmm. mother lives in a trailer Mm -hmm. completely bleak existence like she's she's finding happiness within that with her friends and where she can but like it does feel like a trope a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I understand that we're kind of slotting these girls into different tropes in the beginning, especially like, you right. know, 
Jackie's the like spoiled rich kid who's really popular. Sean is her mm-hmm. best friend who's like, you know, a little less well off clearly by her car. And like Misty's and, like, probably quietly a... smart and overshadowed right. by her more vibrant, more beautiful friend. Blah, exactly. Blah, blah. And Misty's like the, you know, probably child of rich parents with an in-ground pool, but like we don't see them at all. Right. And so the economic stuff is like interesting to me. I think it's, and I, I think one of the things we mentioned early on about Jersey is that it is true that like wildly disparate economic conditions are within five minutes of each other. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the economic conditions of Nat plus the abusive dad plus the drunk mom, like all of that together. It's the thing we were just saying about how Nat's story is kind of one note and all about trauma. Yeah, And it's like, why does it have to be that she lives in a trailer and has abusive parents and this and this and this? Like, why couldn't it be either she lives in a trailer and has at least one good parent, right. you know, or she doesn't live in a trailer and has abusive parents or mm-hmm. like, it just feels like. Yeah, not, <laughs> you know what it reminds me of now that you say that is when we watched. Um... I know where you're going. I think the legend of Billie yep, Jean. I was right. Yep. And we get that scene where Billie Jean goes to that neighborhood and the kid who's getting beat is of course being abused by the like drunk, poor dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and also what you said before about the, like Misty probably being in a mansion home alone reminded me first, what put me in the mind of the movie of the friend that they yes. make. Yes. Um, um, that's exactly. Yeah. And that's maybe why Misty has the freedom to be such a weirdo. Right. Because she probably is unsupervised and has, like, she reminds me too, I, I don't know what, what made me think of this, but like, if this were a cartoon, it, she would be the, like, Dexter. Like, Dexter's, yeah. like, 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 she'd have her own weird little science lab in the house that nobody knows about. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. And, uh, and like, <laughs> I just, for some reason in my head, I just turned her into Hard Harry. I, like, this has just been, because <laughs> in the basement doing secret right. things. Um, yes. But it's it's a little bit like all poor parents that live in trailer homes are abusive. Are abusive, And obviously right. that's not the case. And I don't right. think that's what they're trying to say here, but I do think it's a little bit easy mm-hmm. that the economic and the sort of like poor parenting are lumped together in this mm-hmm. way. And I think like you said, and, and we've done over and over again, they do all sort of slot into these different tropes but hers just feels so yeah just so like you said kind of one note and on the nose and especially now knowing where she ends up mm-hmm. she get there's no like there's nothing for nat this no. whole time it's so upsetting i know i know and like it made me think about so van also has a drunk mom mm-hmm. right and has to like hit her to wake her up and it doesn't look like she lives anywhere super nice either i was just gonna say yeah but we don't feel that way about nat's character because there's more of a sense of strength or like van doesn't seem totally beaten down all the time Mm -hmm. in the way she's written in the way that nat does right and van gets to joke around and be a little silly and she has you know even like 
Nat and Travis and Van and Ty both have sort of like secret-ish. Everybody knows, but they're not like very like out in the open relationships. Yeah. But even that, like Van and, and Ty's gets to be a little more light. Like it just. And sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And like Travis from the beginning is a misogynistic dick. Like we get, we feel softer to him as the show goes on. But in the beginning, rewatching this, I'm reminded how much he sucks. And for her to fall in love with a shitty dude who literally points a gun at her in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it is really like, I don't know. It I just, just have a bad taste in my mouth about I do too. whole story arc. And, and I think, I think when we first watched this and when I watched it without the knowledge of what was to come for Nat, mm-hmm. it didn't, it felt heavy and it felt a little like almost a little too much trauma wise for her, but I kept thinking, well, you know, maybe there's a better end for that. Like maybe this is, we're seeing this as an origin story for her to become some sort of hero. And now that I, now that we know how that ends, it just feels like a slog of like Mm -hmm. trauma in her life. I just said trauma like 20 times in the last 10 minutes. Well, because yeah, that's Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so adult Nat watches T Nat and Kevin come in. They have their little moment where they're listening to Dinosaur Junior, which we've talked about. Scene. I know. Um, they have their uh, I-, I liked Nirvana before they were cool moment. Ever since they left Sub Pop. Yep, it's such a classic '90s like music nerd statement. Uh-huh. Totally. Um, she's painting his nails. Her dad comes home. She tries to send him out the window to mm-hmm. avoid it. And we have that horrible scene with her dad, like, calling her a slut and grabbing her. And it's just awful. Yeah. Um, and we also see then adult Nat looking for a mixtape uh, from Kevin. And it's so... F- <sighs> looking at this now, I feel like... I don't think that Nat felt great about it, but she was super manipulative with Kevin later on. Yes. And I think that this was the beginning of that thought process where she was like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to really like play with Kevin's emotions to get him to look into what happened to Travis. Mm -hmm. But the the whole mixtape thing is is very sweet. Like, of course, he would have made her Mm mixtapes with a little bit of like line work. You know what I mean? He's like dressed them up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, and he's definitely put them in a specific order of. He's chosen ones that Obviously. have lyrics that are like kind of in there, hidden that are about how he feels about her. He can pretend like he just picks some songs he likes, but mm-hmm. there are messages in there. Yeah, totally. It's all about like you know how how great he thinks she is, and yeah, God, it's all in there. Poor Kevin Tan. I f- if I had time for side projects right now, I think I would have a side project of like what was on Kevin Tan's mixtape for that. I know. Let's make I the know. playlist. Totally. Somebody should do that. I don't have time right now, but somebody should do that. Mm-hmm. Make Kevin Tan's uh, mixtape. I think that's a great idea. If you do, um, let us know. Yeah, please. We get adult Ty and Simone getting ready for this uh, political fundraiser. Sammy hiding like a creep in the closet. Unblinking. A positive vibes shirt. Hilarious. Un- just fully unblinking. Why- Fucking hilarious. It's so... So funny what they've done to this poor child. What a little demon they've turned him into. It's so funny to me. And then I think this is one of the reasons, one of the things I didn't notice 
the first couple of times, but it flips immediately to Ty holding the rifle mm-hmm. from here. So it's like we did. We're it's not just Nat in this episode. Yeah. We're playing with everyone. Something past you and present. just skipped that is unforgivable is they're what? they're getting they're getting ready for the fundraiser. They're, mm-hmm. they're she's be Simone is quizzing her blah blah blah. Yeah, and then Simone says, "And if all else fails, pull out the Tina Turner and Hooch bit." Oh yes. What is that bit? I know we need we need that bit. What could the bit be, Jody? I have to. Pull I don't it know because I'm screaming. <laughs> Tina Turner adopts Hooch instead of Tom Hanks. Is that the bit? I don't know. Is there you a should song? Have, you should have someone. We know a lot of comedians. Have someone write the bit. <laughs> what would it be? <laughs> I'm not a comedian, as everyone can tell. So funny. I could not do Neither it. Neither is Ty. I know. No, not at all. Can you imagine? I, yeah, Tina I do want to know what that bit is. Turner and Hooch bit. It's really yeah. I forgot about that bit. It kills. That bit kills, kills, apparently. It's a good yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. So someone needs to make the mixtape, and someone needs to write the Turner and, Ho- <laughs> Turner and Hooch bit. Yes. Have you ever seen Turner and Hooch? I don't know. Oh I don't God. like slobber, and I know what that movie <laughs> is like. So much. It's like he swallowed a pair of tennis shoes. It's I like a mouth sounds nightmare. Movie. Like, yes. Yeah. Do you want a margarita? I'll make you a margarita. <laughs> I feel like it's worse with people than with dogs, that, that mouth sounds thing. But but Hooch is so slobbery. Yeah, I, I can't. And also I that can't. movie makes me weep. That's not a statement that means yeah, anything. That could be about truly yeah. any movie. Yeah, anyway, exactly. Anyway, um, Tina Turner and Hooch, I can't get over it. <laughs> so we go back to the woods where they're all testing how steady their hands are mm-hmm. with the rifle. Mm-hmm. I would not be very steady. Um, yeah, no. The only people that succeed are Travis and Nat. Nat doesn't at first because she gets she sees she her gets dad the again. Yips. <laughs> yeah, she gets the yips. Um, and again, Travis is being a full on dick here. He's like taunting her. It's so unnecessary. Yeah, I really love when Javi is mean to him because he deserves it. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to reach out to Javi. He <laughs> just says like, "fuck you" and storms away. I'm like, good for you, yeah. man. Your brother yeah. sucks. Sorry, Travis. I feel like. Loki Javi is one of the better characters in this yes. TV show in that like he's not he's like a victim in all of this. Mm-hmm. He's like he's the youngest. He wasn't supposed to be there to that day. Like he's just sort of you know, he had to run away and hide somewhere from the psycho cannibalist cult that's been right. created. So Javi runs off and this is another Shauna yeah, and Javi bonding moment. Yep. Yeah. Classic horror movie framing, though, of her foot in the water. I know. Like something's going to bite her foot. They still want you to think something in the wilderness is is watching. Or not still. This is, again, like, yeah. we get these these kind of shots a lot. Um, but they're really playing with our understanding of genre convention in this show, especially in season one, to kind of yeah. like lead us to feel certain ways. And that's such a good one. Yeah. No, totally. I was like convinced something was going to come out of the water and get her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's writing in her journal. Um, and she says, when I'm famous, it can go into the archives, right? Or the safe in your closet. It's a very Shauna joke, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she gives uh, she gives Javi a piece of paper and a pen, which, you know, this is the Adam Mountain Tattoo yeah. episode as well. So it's sort of connected to the Javi drawing Isn't thing. Isn't that funny? Yeah. 
It is, especially because there's so much been made later on about the connections between those drawings and his tattoo. Mm-hmm. Understandably um, so. I, oh, yeah. I really think that is the biggest thing that makes me not ready to put the Adam Martin stuff to bed because they're so, they make yep. so sure that you see his back tattoo, not just in this episode. Yeah. We get it more than once. And those drawings are so similar. I'm going to put in the chat. So I, um, when I was prepping for this episode, I went on Reddit to find a picture of the tattoo and I found a picture of somebody had compiled a picture of that tattoo next to all the drawings. And so I went into Photoshop and lightened it up. So it was more legible Uh because why not? And uh, I'm going to throw that in the chat so we can have it to talk about when we're there. We're not quite there yet, but I'm going to give you that photo to look at. But it's the next scene too. I don't know if you said it's the next scene or if you said later, we get that scene and then it cuts to Shauna Mm -hmm. getting ready. And in it, she is um, like remembering her time with with Adam. Yeah. You're so right. I hadn't thought about that. Like even, oh my God, Jody. Okay. So listeners, we keep saying they're so similar, but there's one in particular, like there's kind of a composite. So there's the bird wearing the dunce cap. That's whatever. I don't think there are any birds on his back (laughs) tattoo. a diamond. But there's one drawing. It is behind the the tree with the lady figure, whatever. Mm -hmm. It is very Illuminati. It's like a pyramid. It's got a circle behind it. And then it's got three... It's got like a a teardrop in the middle of the circle in the middle of the triangle. Mm -hmm. And then below it are three more teardrops. Mm -hmm. And that is recreated almost exactly on his back. It's extremely similar. And below that is a mountainscape and above it in on his back tattoo is a mountainscape. I have been harping on how similar these are, not realizing how similar they are they are so incredibly close the circle within a circle is also like a a trope that repeats throughout all of javi's drawings right or most of javi's drawings and it is on the back tattoo also this is not just it can't be they're so close and it but it's like a red herring because they're not really that close they're just like people are into like uh yeah nature and then like that like juxtaposition of tattoos of being like like soft kind of like nature and yeah. then like hard geometry do you no. know what i mean like you like do the drops see that, coming from a triangle thing but it's so specific it really is there's even if you zoom in real close on on his back tattoo there is a fat little bird and he's wearing a full on <laughs> top hat shut up it's a full on top hat it's got a little feather in it it's probably the bird's feather but it could be from somewhere else i don't know listeners you can see andrea is uh lying to you um I, but yes would i lie I, to you yes um but no, it's true. There's a lot of sort of repetition of that symbology from his. And so why, Jody? Why? Okay. Uh, so here are some thoughts. And I can't take credit for all of these. You're gonna throw also... some pins in the old corkboard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna go, we're gonna throw some pins in the old corkboard. Get out the red string. Um <laughs> so I can't take credit for these. A lot of them are from Reddit, mm-hmm. but I really needed to because I saw that photo that I just shared with you. I was like, I really need to see what other people thought at the time. Mm-hmm. This is actually not that old. This thread well, is what? Jody, also, Javi is dead. Because in yes. my, like, 
I, I think the but the drawings, right? But do they? So here, let me Sorry. let me give you some thoughts. So, Please. um, okay. So there are people that think that this is a mistake, right? That this has to do with the original idea that the creators have confirmed that they entertained Adam and Javi being the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, so some people think it's just a mistake, but. One of the things that was said was like, what if the drawings made it out with someone, right? Right. So Ben currently has the drawings in 96. Right. And so they could be- And if Adam is a member of the cult as well, which people have suspected, and he Mm -hmm. ran into Ben there, and Ben was keeping the drawings um, curled up real tiny in his beard for safekeeping. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, So- the drawings could have made it out right. is is the is the explanation for if they are connected and if Adam did get the tattoo because he's like a yellow jacket's obsessive or a super fan or involved in the cult somehow that you know Javi doesn't have to be alive for him to have that yeah and i do think it's pretty likely that the drawings did make it back because whether ben does or not because i don't think yeah. it's the last we've seen of ben i think the girls are going to find his hideout and we mm-hmm. know that Shauna brings all of her journals back and also that Javi meant a lot to Shauna. So if right. she finds those pictures, she's keeping them. She would have taken them. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Exactly. So I do think that that I just it's a pretty big connection to just let drop and not right. actually mean anything. It just seems like the easy tie up for Adam at this point is that we find out. I don't like it. I don't I don't think it's as fun as other options, but we find out that he was, which I think I think this part of it you're already on board for that he was kind of like a Shauna obsessive yeah. early on. Yeah. I don't know That's how makes he the most would have found me. the cuz I don't get the impression that Shauna if she brings the drawings back would have shared them with anyone. In, right. In my head they would have gone and it so which to me implies that it wasn't her that had them that it right. was like Ben or or so, anyone else Lottie like I could see Lottie like kind of in a sick way using them as part of the lore of her totally. cult. Totally. You know, because she doesn't seem to have any problem using the symbols on the trees that were That's around. That's a really good point. You know, so it could just be more of her like symbology that she's built into her little society of oh, psychos. Yeah, that does make that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this episode really lends itself to the Shauna and Adam stuff. Like, I really get the feeling. And I go back and forth with him. But that he already knows her history and who she is at this point. Even if he didn't when they first met. Yeah. I think by now he does. That's where I landed. Um also, just to point out when we're talking about these tattoos that um, later on we find out in season two that um, the cops tell Jeff when they find the torso that the tattoos were graded off like a rind of pecorino. I just want to bring us back to that. A nice look, Adele. Yeah. So, you know, they were important enough, at least for identification purposes, that they were removed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so oh, I found what I was looking for. Some of these like uh, notes on this question from other mm-hmm. people on Reddit. Like some uh, Jennifer Lorene says, I, my best guess is Adam is a Yellow Jacket super fan and somehow saw these drawings. Maybe Adam knew Ben and people's theory about Ben being alive in present day timeline and hiring people to get revenge on the girls is true. Like there's all sorts of ways 
Somebody mentioned Adam is Ben's nephew. I think Ben mentioned he has siblings. Maybe he told his family about the girls, sent Adam to get Shauna, um, wanted vengeance for the girls becoming rabid. So there's all sorts of ways that this could, right. the drawings and the tattoo could be tied together in the present. I also really want Ben to make it out. I just... Me too. He's just been through it, and he, more than anybody, didn't deserve No. It. No more kill the gays tropes in uh, yeah, 2024. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, let's let's get Ben out of there alive somehow. Um, but yeah, this does seem to tie Adam maybe to the cult in some way. Or to a surviving character. Right, at least. Yeah, and then we, we cut to Nat and Kevin at dinner. Yeah, this is sad to me because he's so still a teenage boy with a crush. Totally. And she's just she's just manipulating him and she's doing it from a place of like extreme trauma and sadness, Mm -hmm. but it's still manipulation. Yeah. To somebody she was very close with. Like, yeah. um, But we do we get a little uh, misty in this because they're clear she's told him that it was misty obviously and he says like i should have known whatever when you were commenting on how shapely my legs are yes yes <laughs> misty. we know how misty feels about calves jesus yeah very weird thing to focus on mm-hmm. kevin tan of course knows how to write a haiku <laughs> of course he knows he knows that five seven five yeah uh, and then we see that misty is there with is at the same place with one of her like patience yeah she orders a chocolate martini i I, it's such a misty drink of course she does of course that's what misty drinks yeah i love the i love the patient she's brought with her Mm -hmm. and her disdain for misty in Mm -hmm. general but she's just like whatever i get out and i get a free meal like okay i'll sit here and watch you be an idiot fine we have a little flash to tie at the party uh we find out that simone is the rising star of the complet department which tracks Mm mm-hmm um, and he tells them the dinner's a roasted pig. And this is where we start to see Ty's discomfort. She's obviously a vegetarian. I will say, I'm sure there are great little, I, I'm sure there are amazing little farms upstate in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Deptford, New Jersey is famously pig farms still. It was form. it was built as, which is South Jersey. Like mm-hmm. if you really want to get, they a hundred percent should have said an From amazing Deptford. little farm down south, and then we all yeah. would have said, "Oh, it's Deptford. That's where all the we all live. would have said that." I think you would have said that. I don't know if everyone else would have instantly known about the pig farms of Deptford, New Jersey. By the time I'm done, everyone will know. Everyone will of the pig farms of Deptford, New Jersey. Yeah, and we see again like Misty eating the jerky so happily last episode. Yeah, and Ty being so understandably repulsed. The idea yeah. of a pig roast. It's Jackie. Just stick an apple in her mouth. Yeah. No, that's it's horrible. Um, this is where we get that. The next bit is Adam and Shauna doing their little misspent youth moment together. So stupid. The screwdriver is in a Tropicana bottle God. in the outside the artful artful Dodger pub. Uh-huh. Trying to get that guy, but he's like, You're not gonna get carded. Like, oh. He says, Is this is this a sex thing? <laughs> she, she's like, we're still like figuring that out yeah she's so silly high school kid here i know this was like it's an awkward and interesting like 
set of scenes, the two of mm-hmm. them doing this whole like re- revisiting high school thing. Because now when I'm watching it, I'm like, is he in on this? Like, right. does he not in on it? But you know what I mean? Like, does he know what her high school years were? Actually, I think he does. I think I think at this and point so he does. And so he's humoring all of this yes. and seemingly really enjoying her company. Like, I'm not saying he doesn't. He's not into her. He is into her. Yeah. Yeah. But... I don't. I, I think what is confusing or I think what makes me go back and forth so much on it is that like it seems like even if Adam is hiding stuff from her it's not because he has some other weird agenda I think the weird agenda is that he's obsessed with Shauna it's not right. that like or, yeah. or maybe it's like a you know I made that bet before I knew you before I really knew me kind of thing where somebody has sent him in to right. do something and in the right. process he has realized he actually is into her but I don't yeah. get I, I think that's a reach I don't get that impression it doesn't fit with the way he has responded to her the entire time right he's responded to her with I think too much familiarity in the beginning mm-hmm. which is what led me to feel like he already knew about her mm-hmm. but he's never seemed like a danger to her yeah, other no. than our like sort of instinctive gut reaction to a random man showing up just that's, exactly. but that's not showing up in his character or his um choices exactly yeah um we get a quick flashback to the bar where jessica roberts is there um, just everybody everybody's, everybody's hanging bar. out at the bricks and mortar this place is apparently <laughs> called um misty's trying to let nat know that jessica's there but Nat's ignoring her mm-hmm. texts and calls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this section is all in 2021, but it's jumping around from the three different scenes. So we've got Misty, Nat, and Jessica Roberts at the bar. We've got Ty at the party, and we've got Adam and Shauna. Yeah, let's let's tie those three up in their in their yeah. own way, especially because especially because like the one at the bar moves pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and it's cut up a lot. They all kind of it's kind do, of chopped, even though they're yeah. It's chopped into a lot of pieces. So to finish up the bar scene, um, eventually when Nat refuses to answer Misty's call, uh, Misty goes up to Jessica Roberts. Um, and Jessica seems like she's flirting with everyone she talks to. I love her so much. Yes, totally. She just has a vibe with literally everyone. Mm-hmm. Misty... Uh gives a line here where she's like i know you think i'm someone you don't need to be afraid of but you're wrong yep and it is it misty is always playing a role like i never feel like we get a real misty Mm. this feels just the way that christina ricci delivers the line it doesn't feel like there's anything hiding right like in front of or behind it like yeah, she, I think no. she means it. I think so too. Well, we know she means it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think she's I think she's not saying it to intimidate somebody who she doesn't have a plan for what to do with. Right. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, not for nothing, but in the uh the intro package that we now have, the like mm-hmm. leads into our show with the music and the no return and all of that, like one of those little scenes that flashes through is the syringe going into the chocolate. Right. From when she's holding her hostage. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And we know she ends up killing her with a, a needle, putting some fentanyl into a cigarette. So, Wouldn't you love to find out that that didn't actually kill her? 
and yes, then like I season would. five jessica roberts comes back it's not gonna happen though she like steps out from behind a tree and I it's know. just there i would no. love it i, I would love dead. it i think i mean she must be but we but we just never we've never officially had that on screen confirmed i know i don't think. i feel like the creators have said that she's dead oh but... she's definitely dead yeah but, but i would just love for her to come back yeah i think she's so um great. so just to finish up that bar scene um the next bit of it we see is nat and kevin and nat giving kevin the mixtape um and this is where she kind of does a little manipulating i'm being nitpicky but kevin says i was just looking for this the mixtape yeah. you made for nat and gave to her what i know doesn't no, make sense but fine yeah um he tries to kiss her and she kind of ducks it and then brings he up breaks travis my heart when he says I know. like uh, you had to know i was like totally in love with you yeah i know i know she plays him just like a fiddle and he, she does. he falls right into it i mean he knows when he says like i can make a few calls you know that he knows he's being played but he just cares about her so much yeah yeah because i mean i think we're meant to assume and i think they even say it earlier that you know they basically lost like he said the last time i saw you i don't remember what he says there but it was pre-plane crash yeah he says like you were getting out of my car and saying i'll Mm -hmm. see you tomorrow and that was right the last yeah very sad and then when she gets back to the hotel i think we're meant to feel like the thing she where she's like washing her face and her mm-hmm. mouth after she's kissed him is i read it originally as like disgust mm-hmm. but i think that it's actually more guilt mm-hmm. and like disgust with herself yeah i think for so. manipulating that's him definitely how i read that this time around at least yeah which you know that's the thing is like nat we've talked so much about how traumatized she is and how she's kind of on autopilot with doing this dark thing. But like Nat from the beginning has always been the character, I think with the strongest moral compass and the one who is like yeah. the least, she just doesn't, she, even when she is hurting somebody like Kevin, there's no, she's not, <sighs> she's not enjoying it. Of course not. And it's not yeah. even just that she's not enjoying it. It's like, it's hurting her too. In a way we're like Misty, does or in a way where like shauna can put it aside like shauna mm-hmm. can be hurtful and compartmentalize it and yeah and like repress it hurting her at least on the surface right yeah and nat does not have that ability it is she's struggling doing this thing that she feels like she has to do yeah yeah so if we go back to ty at the party <laughs> to kind of follow that thread uh, she's drinking too much and hasn't eaten because she's not going to eat that pig. Mm-hmm. Everyone is trying so hard to impress her in this scene. I love Ty, and I know she's running for state senator, which is whatever, but I just have to reiterate, she is just a land use lawyer. And everybody I is, and I think she's... But she's famous. She is. Like, she's... Right. That's, but you it's know, weird that that's the, like, I don't know. I know. know. But, and I know that she's, like, smart and charismatic and beautiful and capable and powerful yeah. and we know we know all of that and they obviously know all of that but she is like the bell of this ball it is yeah really interesting but if you think about like say you still lived like in the town you grew up in basically and there was a plane crash and the survivors came back 19 months later and then one of those went into politics like there would naturally be just this like intense fascination with that person yeah 
Um, we have a I, sick celebrity culture. Yeah, that's that's very true, and and especially in Jersey with like the way politics run this state in a way that is kind of like a soap mm-hmm. opera all the time. Anyway, yes. So it is. See Bobby Bullbars. <laughs> <laughs> but like and I know I'm really harping on this and it's something I need to let go of and that we have talked about and it is just like a it just you well this has to happen because this is what Ty's character is doing but it is insane that she would be running for office it is I know crazy that yeah. she would be running for office but fine yeah I just I can't I can't it's like a not. very self-destructive impulse yeah like because there's no way this is going to do anything but bring up all the stuff she's trying not to talk about right yeah um yeah she's definitely the bell of the ball here mm-hmm. um she's she grabs a little uh hors d'oeuvre thinking that it's vegetarian tastes it realizes it's meat and spits it out but we do have a moment where a look crosses her face i thought so too yeah oh definitely yeah yep. there's a pause when she's yep. like sitting with that flavor for a second uh-huh a hundred percent um and then she just, you know, hallucinates a wolf, like, you know, like we all do. How you hallucinate a wolf. Yeah. And follows it. And then we get the Diane. What's her name? Diane. Diane. Bums the smoke. Mm-hmm. And is, give like, offering Ty exactly what Ty wants. The endorsement. Like, and Ty knows that then the election's in the bag. But it becomes clear very quickly that why Diane is doing this is because she wants to know what really happened out there yeah they use that phrasing every single time what Mm -hmm. really happened Happened out out there there. yep yeah she says Um, i'm like a well you whisper your secrets into god yeah also this um set dressing for this scene is really Mm -hmm. effective they're in a very Mm -hmm. dark room they're surrounded by plants it's like a little like greenhouse sort of indoor jungle situation Mm -hmm. uh ties like lit from below with this like creepy lighting it just it has a lot of that like weird feeling of they're in like a fancy suburban home but it feels dangerous somehow yeah yeah because of the lighting and the setting and it is the darkest thing in this entire episode is them tucked up into this window together, having this little sharing a cliff bar. Mm-hmm. Eventually, after Ty gives the official story, uh, this kind of falls apart and Ty tells her to fuck off. Yes, ma'am. I'll perfectly calibrate my tone as I tell you to go yeah. fuck yourself. There you go. That's the She's line. so good. I kept watching yeah. for dark Ty, other Ty to switch on. I kept watching yeah. for other Ty to switch on. It never really happens. This is just Ty. This is just her. Which yeah. I love. Yeah. I know. It's so interesting because we've talked all this all this time about, like, one Ty and the other Ty and, like, who's real Ty. And it's, like, mm-hmm. I, it's not that simple. No. It's it's not that simple. No. It's it's And I think what's interesting then is when real Ty feels like whether consciously or not like here she clearly feels fine telling this woman to go fuck herself and Mm -hmm. rightly so right but when something comes up that she feels she has to really kind of bury herself in and let other Ty out to handle it um makes it all the more because it's not just like oh Ty is capable and in control and doesn't really want to do anything that's right that's outside not the case. of bounds and so everything gets funneled through other time no no yeah no it's more complicated than that for sure 
Um, in my notes in this scene, it says, Ty listens to idiots talking about money. These people are clowns, all of them. They're all clowns. I also found it interesting that at this time when the show is out, and this is only episode four, mm-hmm. and people were like, where's the cannibalism? Mm-hmm. Where is it? Mm-hmm. You promised us cannibalism. <laughs> and that's exactly what this, like everyone in their lives is doing. And the audience yes. at the time for all of season one and the beginning of season two were mm-hmm. like, give us the, the eating people yeah, part. You promise. Where is yeah, it? Yeah. Where is it? So yeah, every, I, I thought that's... that was clever. We are uh, the rich idiots at the party. Exactly. Asking about the cannibalism. Totally. You're so right. So we should go back now to Shauna and Adam also because Shauna is how the episode ends. Mm-hmm. So they're having their little date, their little teen date still. You, I think you called it awkward, these scenes. They really are. Even Shauna, like. She's like play Shauna, acting. It, and Melanie Linsky is so good because at first I was like, is Melanie Linsky doing a bad job here? Like. She never does a bad job, but it's that yeah. she's trying so hard to be like fun and youthful and light and, but st- like there's just so much going on in yeah. this, and we're supposed to watch it. I think as if I'll look at Shauna getting to kind of like go a little bit, and it you know she's she's feeling really free and light, but it, I think it's more complicated than that. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I don't think she's feeling free and light at all. She's mm-hmm. trying to. Right. But right. it but it's not working, as mm-hmm. is evidenced by the fact that towards the end of this, we see she sees Jackie mm-hmm. on the bridge. Mm-hmm. But before that, they have their little like man. All of romp. the women are hallucinating, and they don't do this every episode. Yeah. It's but in this episode we get. Uh, Ty seeing the deer head and the wolf. Mm-hmm. We get Nat seeing young Nat. Mm-hmm. We get Shauna seeing young Jackie. Like it's really yep. the past is really starting to pop up for them now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like fully taking over their lives in the present. Mm-hmm. But so they drink their shitty alcohol in the car. They go play mini golf. <laughs> and in a very sort of suburban teen way, the goal is not to actually win the game, but to hit the ball into someone else's house yes. if you can. So funny. Very, very classic yep. teen behavior. Um, they jump off the uh, bridge together. This is where we see Jackie saying somebody's going to get hurt, which mm-hmm. is Adam. Mm-hmm. And then they get back to the car. They make out. Also, oh, something that I noticed this time, maybe I noticed it last time, but I don't quite remember, is so they're back at Adam's car, right? And they're making out and there's this like acknowledgement between them and then they go in and like have sex. Mm -hmm. It's so the two of her and Jeff in Jeff's car in high school. Oh, yeah. It's almost the same car. Like it's not the same car, but it's close to the same car. It's like a vintage... I think we've discussed this before. I have an obsession with the cars in this show. It's a vintage Bronco. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so they're like, she's recreating in a weird way that moment with Jeff. Totally. In right before they left when she still had her innocence and her, well, innocence, whatever. When she still had her pre, pre-cannibalistic uh, war self. You are so correct. That is... 
Yeah, I didn't. It's like, like I said, this is like the fifth time I've watched this show, but it finally occurred to me that like it's so similar to that moment where she and Jeff are having sex in the car. And so if I could just get a little red string here, please. If we are thinking of, as I am now, Shauna's having sex with Adam in his Bronco as a parallel to her having sex with Jeff Mm -hmm. in his whatever that car was Mm -hmm. in my brain, it's a Range Rover, but that's not what it is. Um, Shauna gets pregnant in that scene with Jeff. Do we think? Are we are we gonna I don't kinda don't want to. I think that's too easy or too like trope trite trope trope, whatever. But this show You know what for, I mean. This show, and I don't mean this as an insult. It is an un I er, I don't I'm not putting a value judgment on this. It's the show is uneven. Yes. And sometimes it is so clever and careful about what it's doing, and sometimes it's hitting you over the head with a hammer. Like it just yes. It just feels to me like Bart and Ashley and their writers do what they think will be the most like fun, even if it's a mean kind of fun or interesting to them a lot of the times. And there is Mm -hmm. something really, there would be something very, it would be very soap opera-y, but also very like compelling. Yes. If Shauna gets pregnant by this dead man and has a, specifically a son and like has a baby off the island now in her 40s that was yeah do you know what i mean as like a kind of as they're revisiting i what know exactly what you mean out in the woods and sort yeah. of like the way those patterns repeat and blah 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 like that would be and yep. also jeff having to sort of blame himself like well the first baby was because i had an affair with her best or like i was having an affair with her while i was dating her best friend who then died like there's something yeah. about that that I think is compelling. A hundred percent. Do you in your notes have, do you remember, I don't remember if we actually talked about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Somebody made a calendar of the events of 2021, how much time oh. passed and when the different things were happening. I'm just wondering how parallel these three events are. Right. I know that's, I'm trying to, I'll, uh, that might be a fun thing when we get to the end of this season mm-hmm. to go back through and, and talk about. Cause well, I think wondering... in this episode, it's pretty parallel because Shauna gets home from her date. Oh, maybe not. Say. Interesting. I'm wondering this now because, okay, so Shauna gets home. Her phone rings. It's Misty. Mm-hmm. Shauna says, I told you never to call me. Mm-hmm. And Misty, with a smile on her face, She's tells her that Travis is it. dead and that right. no one has kind of clued her in. Mm-hmm. And then there's a shot of a printout of an article about his suicide. Mm-hmm. Shauna goes back inside and Jeff asks, how was book club? Right. And then the episode ends. There's no book club? There's no book club. But so like, as she gets home from this, she's finding out about Travis. So I think your your question is interesting because it's like, is this all happening at the same time? Did Misty call right when she got home from seeing Jessica Roberts? Mm-hmm. Or is it from before? Like... And I don't know if it matters, but it's yeah, it's interesting to think about. Yeah. We'll have to retrace all of this. Um... Yeah. The last thing I just, this is so unrelated, but it was so funny to me. I have to mention this. So like I said, I did go, I went on Reddit before we started recording just to kind of catch myself up on like what people, also what people are currently talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and three days ago, someone posted on the Yellow Jacket subreddit, with a photo of Callie's bedroom and her little pink bed, her very pink bedroom, there is a 
pig pillow on her bed. Now stay with me. There's a pig pillow on her bed next to a mm-hmm. donut pillow. Mm-hmm. And somebody named Mord Sith posted that pig pillow in Callie's room is the exact same pillow we made in home ec class in 1996 in eighth grade. I kept a part of the nose unsewed so I could hide things in it. That's also Uh, very 1990s. uh Put your weed in there. Yep. Um, But apparently it was a kit sold specifically for middle and high school home ec classes in the 90s. And so there was like several patterns available. Students chose one and the home ec teacher would teach them how to sew it. I didn't have home ec in high school. Uh So... I don't know if I would have had this. I'm going to send you a link to this Please. post. Um, and then someone else wrote, I made a frozen banana, LOL, cartoon banana, but inside the peel, he was blue with a freezing expression. Someone else said, I suddenly have memories back to eighth grade making the same pillow. So this is like the wow. set, the set dressers on this show yeah. have so much fun. That's so funny. Also, it's because that means is... probably Shauna made it exactly and gave it to yeah yeah I and it's a pig that. yep huh maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna eat Callie good eye um Mord Sith, Mord Sith 187, 187. <laughs> yeah no that that was uh a little delightful Easter egg for me to find today mm-hmm. I love that okay. So we are going back to 1996. Yeah, we get a little exposition here from Ben about mm-hmm. how there's so much ammo because he was preparing for the apocalypse. Yep. So we don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And this is where we get Nat hitting five cans in a row and them realizing Hell like yeah. she needs to be on the hunting trip. Mm-hmm. We also get this is she makes fun of Travis. She calls him Flex. He right. spins the gun on her. Yeah. <sighs> yeah i was not a fan of travis for most of this season no and i still kind of i mean even though we're supposed to have more sympathy for him in the present i'm like it's really nah. hard it is <laughs> in my notes <laughs> nat hits five in a row period misty is wearing a shirt with cats on it period <laughs> that's all I, that's everything you need yeah i need i need i need that sweatshirt mm-hmm we get a quick scene of them hunting for mushrooms in the woods, which we don't need to belabor, but obviously is a hint for the upcoming, like, Doom coming episode. Mm-hmm. Lottie sees a symbol on the tree. Mm-hmm. They find the plane, the little yeah, plane in the woods. That little plane. Mm-hmm. Very lost. Very lost, yes. And we get uh, Jackie pushing Van out of the way sort of in uh, to make up for leaving her to burn to death on the plane. Funny makes us even yeah and this is where um lottie recently off of her medication says it didn't want them to leave mm-hmm. or didn't want him to leave about the plane very scary yeah lottie. we realize that travis has led nat back to the plane her tracking yeah. skills are not developed yet she season two she would have known immediately what was yeah. happening yeah um He's looking for his dad's ring to bring back to Javi. Yeah. And this is the first time we get a little bit of a humanizing of him. He talks about the whole, where the whole flex nickname came from and, you know, he's trying to get the ring for Javi. Like, it's the flex thing. I just want to stay on that for a little bit. It's, it is such a thing of like, 
Is it a Marilyn Manson reference? It's a Mar- it's a hundred percent. It's a Marilyn okay. Manson reference. I thought so. Number one. That's the reason the kids even knew to make that joke. Exactly. Right. Like he. It turns out Travis had a spinal fusion or something when he was a kid or something. Yeah. Um. He said it sucked. So this is like medical trauma that he's being made fun of for, which is why. Right. It, but it's such a stupid. It's like when you were a kid. They could pick anything to make fun of you for, and it would be devastating. Anything. My, when I when I was in elementary school, they called me Doctor Quinn because my last name is Quinn, and Doctor Quinn, medicine woman. And I, Jody, I hated it. I know that was like a perfectly fine show. It was a perfectly fine show, and also, yeah. what's the insult there? Yeah, <laughs> you're a doctor, Andrea. Yeah, you're a, fr- a doctor on the frontier. Yeah, <laughs> you're a feminist icon, so ahead of your time i hated it I yeah hated no it, it literally could have been anything it, it is does not matter it feels so spot on accurate to the time and the type of thing that st- kids would like fixate on especially right. if it was something sexual or like exactly you know quote unquote weird yeah yeah so and just that it's also a marilyn manson thing it's just perfect yeah They're, they just nailed exactly and he's still yeah. so affected by being called flex at this point yeah like he pulls a gun on her i know i know it's bonkers then they just have the gross scene where she they did he digs finds his hand can't get the can't handle it she nah. gets the ring off mm-hmm. they bond yeah they smoke together in the plane and talk about bad dads mm-hmm yeah. And this is where we see what we get. It's another one of those really fast back and forth kind of things. We mm-hmm. see them hunting and we see what actually happened with Nat's dad. Right. So we, she picks up, she pulls the gun to shoot the deer that they've seen in the woods. And we get the flashback to um, her holding the gun, facing her dad mm-hmm. and then pulling the trigger. And he's, mm-hmm making fun of her basically because the safety's off um and he turns it on right or he turns the safety off it was on flip it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah and so we see what actually happens with her dad which is he calls her useless um she yells back at him he trips and shoots himself Mm -hmm. with the gun and then her mom comes out and like cries over the body even though he had just been like beating her up a minute ago right yeah yeah they're, they're in a difficult relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And we know um, that in, in the present day, her mom still blames her horrifyingly for her yeah. husband's death, which is terrible. Yeah, she's like romanticizing the time before mm-hmm. he died as like exactly. the better times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. It, it also kind of emphasizes our feeling that Nat is fully alone in the world. Mm-hmm. Like her mother has no interest in being oh, a mother to oh, her. Truly so heartbreaking. Yeah. I really hate all of all of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, they get the deer. Mm-hmm. And then the last scene in 1996 is all of them shot. They, Ben, again, like you said, this episode really being his last grasp. He's the one who says, like, you know, we need to yeah lead the deer and blah 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 and shauna's like oh i'll give it a whirl i'll give she it a says, whirl I'll give it, i think she says i'll give it a shot yeah or something. but she's basically like well let's see how this goes and uh-huh. we know like she becomes our expert butcher yeah yeah um, they eat she's, the deer she's finding her uh talents out in the woods exactly um they eat the deer travis gives javi their dad's ring and it, it seem it is healing it, it does yeah. seem to make a difference there which is which is nice i also think that the way that they show them eating the deer meat is one of the things that I think made people 
wonder if they were actually going to get to cannibalism or if it was a red herring because they're like so gross about how they eat the deer that I think some people were like, maybe it isn't actually like, that maybe they... Maybe these girls are just gross. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they have no manners. Yeah. You know? Um, but it's obviously like they're starving and mm-hmm. it's a pre... Pre-echo is not a thing. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's a Premonition pre-echo. of... No, I like pre-echo. That's not a thing, though. It's What's the word I'm looking for? It's like a... Help me out, English teacher. Yeah, it's not foreshadowing. I mean, I guess it, it is, is but, foreshadowing. But That's it's probably like the a, word I was thinking of. Yeah, but it's it's foreshadowing of the way that they devoured. Okay, not the to English major, but it is really funny that a shadow is kind of an echo, <laughs> and pre is before. Like you, do you know what? Like, I like said, a shadow yeah. is just kind of a physical echo. That's like deep. you cast a shadow. You cast it like it. You were That's so deep. right. You were I was so, so right. right. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is it is sort of foreshadowing the scene in season two with Jackie mm-hmm. as the roast. Totally. And then we get friend. Misty. Yeah. You said it's misery. It's so misery. It's so misery. Yeah. She trips him. You see the look on his face. He realizes even more so what he's actually dealing with. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. The fact that he's still alive, actually, where we are right now in the show is amazing to me. I'm so grateful. Yes. Because I love him as a foil for the teens. But, like, mm-hmm. the fact that she hasn't, like, pushed him off a cliff yet. Exactly. Is wild. Yeah. Wild. She's a demon. Yes. So that's that's 1996. Yes, that is 1996. Yeah, what do we think about this one overall? It's funny. I feel like we've romanticized season one mm-hmm. as every episode was a banger. I think so, too. Because season two was so uneven in ways. And I don't think this one was a banger. I, it was important backstory, mm-hmm. but kind of felt a little tonally disjointed. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. Shifting from Shauna and Adam and their playful date to the trauma of Nat and her family. And it just was a little, also it did drag a little bit in the middle for me. Yeah. It's hard for me to admit that because you and I are, have been so against everybody saying that about season two, but I'm kind of like, this stuff has all been there for me. And I wonder if this is true for a lot of people who watched yellow jackets, like watching all of it in three days or two days, like I did. It's mm-hmm. so much harder to see all of that stuff. And with season two, watching week to week, we had time to yep. sit with each one and think about how we felt about it. And and yeah. so going back and looking at season one now and having to put a week between each episode for me has been really useful in kind of clearing out uh, or like taking off maybe. And it's not that I don't, I'm still obsessed with this show, obviously, but yeah. I think I can see it a little more because we even said in our first episode, like, we're not going to be critical of this show. Like, yeah, I, we know that there are things to be critical about, and this is not what the series is going to be. And I think yeah. now coming back and looking at season one after all of that, it it feels okay to be a little more objective. Yeah, totally. And you know, when I first watched Yellow Jackets, I think I got on the train super early. It had mm-hmm. only been one or two episodes, I think, that were out when I started watching. So I did watch it week to week in season one. But I think that when when I recommended it to you and you did your like binge rewatch and I kind of binge rewatched it with you, mm-hmm. I got that experience of like everything all at once right. and like, you know, turn on the next episode, turn on the next episode, like just keep the story going. So 
I do think that um, the time in between, it does change the way that you feel about a, a an episode that could be qual- called quote unquote filler, even though it's obviously not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's still good. It's still, still better good. than a I, lot of this shit out there, but also it, that like, yeah, compared it just to... felt a little slow. Mm-hmm. It also is funny too. The show gets so crazy. I know it starts out crazy, but like, yeah. think about where we end up at the end of season two compared to where we are now. I know it seems so like normal and innocent. Mm-hmm. Like there's some girls trapped in the woods and they're hungry. And uh, in 2021, they're they're having some trauma flashbacks because of it. Like yeah, that seems normal. Right. Yeah, it's gonna get a lot weirder. That was episode four. Next week, we are on to five, Blood Hive. The girls ride the Crimson Wave and plan a dark arts slumber party. <laughs> and then there is another one, though. Yeah, there's. it's very good. What a fun thing to write. Um, mm-hmm. But I did find another one on IMDb that is the grammar is off on it. But I do want to say it says... Out in the wilderness, we'll say the girls plan a dark arts slumber party. Natalie and Misty tame a stallion? Mm. I don't know what that's referring to. On Halloween night, Shauna parties like it's 1996. It's a big one. Yeah, there's some good stuff in next week's episode. I still want to know what that means. It doesn't matter, but... So they're doing all of the Travis investigating stuff. That's when they right, hack like Kevin's the email. Does the hacker... Yeah. Does the hacker have a name that involves the word stallion? Oh, uh, I'll probably. Is he like, oh, I hope he's like Italian stallion. That would be very Jersey. I don't think that's right. it because I would remember that. But but I'll bet you're right. It's yeah. something to do with the hacker. Okay. I feel better now. Anyway. So so that'll be next week. If you have thoughts, ideas, questions, comments, let us know. WatchersPodNJ at gmail.com or at WatchersPodNJ on Instagram. Yeah. I also want to kind of put out another request to any of our listeners that found us from reddit um if you are enjoying this season one recap through the lens of the whole series so far um maybe just post about it because we can't <laughs> right and i really word of mouth is really the best yeah, way and still even in today's big conan o'brien smartless world is still the best way <laughs> to get podcasts in front of people Right. And so, you know, I'm not going to go on there and be like, hey, our podcast is back covering season one because that'll get taken down. But Mm -hmm. if you're enjoying it, um, you know, a lot of our listeners came to us from Reddit in the first place. We are Reddit. Like we're on there all the time, too. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's why we're allowed to make fun of Reddit. (laughs) Because we are. Mm -hmm. We are the red string people. Mm -hmm. That's Um, right. But yeah, so anyway, just a quick request if you're enjoying this sort of like re-dive into season season one, um, maybe let other people know. That's all. So you can find, like Andrea said, you can find us on Instagram at WatchersPodNJ. You can find me on Instagram at Jody underscore Mim. That is J-O-D-I-E underscore M-I-M. And Andrea. And I'm at A-Q Andrea Q. That'll do it for us for this week. And we will see you. I'm waiting for you to say it. In the woods. We'll see you in the woods. See you in the woods. <laughs>